Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's a, it's a more horrendous situation we all find ourselves in. We're locked up at home most of the time, except when we do a bit of work. But uh, it, it really is a scary time for everybody, you know, young and old. And, um, uh, you know, I really, I really, really hope that people, uh, you know, do what they're told. They do their safe distancing and, and, and obey the instructions of the HSE and, and so on, because, um, these, you know, life and limb is very important. And this seems to be very important in relation to that issue. Yeah, while we might all be bemoaning the fact that there's no no sports to go out and no matches this time of the year, our health is much more important. Well, yeah, our own health is, is absolutely vital, but also the health of our neighbours and friends and, and, and comrades around the countryside. We all play our part now in ensuring that they, they, they're all kept safe in as, in as many numbers as possible. Now, it's my first opportunity to have a chat with you since you uh, assumed the role of uh, Munster uh, PRO. Congratulations on, on, that, uh, on that position. Why did you decide to, to, to run for the position? Well, I suppose I, 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 was, I represented Cork and the Munster Council for a number of years um, in uh, 2013-14. And um, I have a great grow for the Munster Council. I'm a great supporter of provincial councils. I think... Um, they're vital in, in the running of the games. Uh, I'm totally against centralisation of, of, of the operation of the GA to Croke Park. I think the provincial councils play a key role in it. And the opportunity came up and uh, I went for it and, and I was lucky enough to get it. And how do you see the role of, of, of Piero now of Munster? Well, in relation to the provincial council, there's four officers in provincial council along with the full-time staff. We are four volunteers the chair, the vice chair, the PRO, and um, the treasurer. We are the only people who vote at uh, at officer board meetings and at uh, financial and management. The, the full time staff don't don't vote. So we, we you know, we have a, a, a role that covers all aspects of the running of the association in the province. Uh, and my, I suppose, my role in particular is to do with the the public relations side of it. And maybe sometimes these provincial councils, Bob, are, they're a bit of a mystery, but certainly the, the Munster uh, Council have been very, very proactive in everything they've done over the last number of years. 
Oh, I think so. The Munster Council is, is, is vital. And the, most of the people who work in the Munster Council are very proactive people. And I suppose, you know, we bring, we bring quite a bit of experience to it. Uh, all of the, the current officers and, and the council, two, two of us are former chairman of our county, Liam Linehan, the provincial chairman, and, and myself have both chaired our counties. Uh, Joe Ryan from Tipperary is, is a high-ranking officer in his own county for many years, and Weishi Lynch from Kerry has served as, as Kerry treasurer for quite a while. So we bring with us jointly uh, quite a bit of experience. And then the boss, Kieran Lady, is a cartman as well. Oh, absolutely, a superman, and... Uh, you know, we're really happy to work with Kieran. He's a, a, a he's a free thinker, to be fair to him, and he he uh, he's a, he he's forward thinking, and I I really enjoy working with him. And here we are, Bob, like everyone else in the country. The last weekend in March, and all your plans have gone out the window. Everything gone up in smoke, but sure, look, what can we do? We learn. We are in constant contact with one another, um, and have been since the beginning of this this crisis. But uh, we, we, we have a conference call again on Monday afternoon and we'll assess the situation there again and, and try and plan for the future the best we can. But we're, we're totally dependent on the instructions we get from the HSE and from the government and from Croke Park. And what's the current thinking now, Bob, like the last weekend in March? Obviously, the next key date is the 19th of April. What's the current thinking now at the moment in relation to the championships this year? Well, I suppose the first problem we have is the minor football championship. It's unlikely now that will go ahead in 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 the way that was initially thought it would. So, um, you know, if we get back on the 19th of 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 April, you know, counties will have to get a, quite a bit of time to train again and get and prepare. You can't expect them to go out and play a week or two afterwards. They'll have to get four weeks to prepare, in my opinion. And then, um, you know, you're, you're push, time is pushing on then. Um, no, personally, I don't think. I'd be very surprised if we do get back on the 19th of April. Now, there were suggestions from Crow Park the other day through their spokesman that uh, they're sort of picturing and, and, and posting in the middle of June as a likely start date. I think, that, you know, that would probably be realistic and hopefully would be realistic start date for for. for GA activity to resume. And that would probably mean, Bob, that uh, the format as we know it right now would probably have to go out the window. It looks that way. It looks that way. Time is going to be against us. And I think what's crucial and what people wouldn't want to forget is that clubs will have to get their opportunity to, to, to get on the field as well. I think the, that's the most important thing first and people wouldn't want to to, to cast the club to one side no and I certainly won't uh, favour doing that I would like to see the clubs getting out on the field first before the inter-county teams and of course I suppose if, if the format right now has to go out the window you're probably talking about some sort of a knockout format then uh, yeah, that seems to be the feeling this week that seems to be the feeling this week that a, a knockout format would be would be favourable with some form of a backdoor in the All-Ireland series but uh, again we're we're, we're <laughs> Our, our destiny is not in our own hands now, I'm afraid. And whether that would be uh, would mean that uh, maybe some of the championships would have to be uh, to be redrawn again? Yeah, possibly, possibly. And I think we, we'll have to be quite uh, open to doing whatever is the logical thing to do. Uh, I think, you know, I, I'm amazed in the last few weeks to see um, decisions being made quite very quickly, very quickly now. 
the HSE and government and so on making decisions very, very quickly. I think that's a great thing. I think that's the thing that that um, maybe might might be a positive to come out of this this awful um, situation we're in. I think we need to make our decisions quicker and be more decisive in relation to everything. What, whatever might happen with the hurling championship, I know there are some people talking about. Uh, in terms of the football that uh, put the 32 counties into a bowl and uh, draw them out and see what happens? I, I, yeah, I, I, I've known there's people in favour of that and have been for a while. I don't favour it myself in relation to this year anyway, whatever the future may bring. I think we should um, stick with our provincial championship and um, get that finished and, 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 you know, really try and get to an All-Ireland final as soon as possible. I wouldn't be that that concerned if it went into September. I I, I was always a great supporter of the September All-Irelands, and, and um, if they went back to September, I would have no issue with that. I know you are a big believer, and a lot of people are, of the uh, the provincial championships as we know them at the moment. Well, if there, there's no other sport in, in this country to compare with the provincial, with the Munster Hurling Championship. It is the way out and ahead of, of any other sporting competition, really, you know, it, it, the people, the people in the province of Munster, uh, really take to it, like and support it and and follow it, and the whole country watch the Munster hurling championship. It is the prime championship in the in the country. And it's only really when you look back there on the change of format with the last couple of years, you just realise what, what cracking games we had in Munster. Predict, maybe not so in 2019, but certainly in 2018. Oh, superb games. If you, like, as the championship has been evolving, I suppose, since 2010, 11, 12, 13, and, and from then on, the, the, the standard of games has been superb. Uh, you know, the, the, the speed and the power of the players and you know they're nail-biting games no one wins by any major amount of of scores they're all tight games so there's no doubt hurling hurling is in a very strong place a very strong place and i know of course the debate started then as to whether munster was better than leinster a lot of people and i suspect that you'd be in that camp would say the munster hurling championship is definitely the rolls royce Absolutely, I don't know. I don't think there's any any kind of doubt about that. Really, for the last ten or twelve years, the Munster Championship has has been the, the prime championship in, in the country in the GND Association. Oh, Bob, that a lot of people were surprised when they saw your tourney up as the Munster PRO. They reckoned after all the things you've been involved with, with Mosgrey, the county board, being the vice chairman, the PRO before that, and the chairman then being involved with with uh, being a central council delegate to uh, to Crow Park, that you might have enough. Michael, what else would I do? This is my life, and it has been for so many years now. And um, <clears throat> the GA, I suppose we are born into it, and uh, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. I love a challenge. You know, it's great to wake up in the morning with another challenge ahead. Keeps you going, keeps you young. And I've I've been lucky. I've had um, great support from my family, from my wife and children, and you know, my friends. It's been, uh, you know, we've had bad days. You know, you mentioned Pure Water County Board. We had a series of strikes, and, and like they were horrible times, as you well know, because we interacted at that at that time. But, um, you know, you have to move on, you have to drive on and get the job done. And 
do the best you can, and that's what I've always done. And that's what I'll continue to do for as long as God leaves me on earth. I'll come back to your time as a board officer in a moment, but did you? I know you played with Innes Carra and I know you went to the North Mon and you were involved in Harty Cups and won a county uh, junior with uh, Innes Carra in 1975. Did you realise then after playing that you had a sort of a grow for uh, being involved in administration? Not really at that stage, you know. I mean, it was much much later. I suppose attending club AGMs and being on the club executive and a funny thing, I suppose not a funny thing happened now, but a, a, an extraordinary thing happened. There was a county board delegate who served um, in the Scara for many years, a man by the name of Donald O'Callaghan, a, a great man, a great man for the club here in, in the Scara. But he passed away very suddenly, and I found myself going in as chairman of the club a few months after he passed. And I became county board delegate really by accident, you know, because at the AGM, Nobody seemed to want the job. So I took the job and I went there. And uh, I, I, I suppose that I did take, you know, great satisfaction from attending county board meetings. There was great cut and trust there. And, uh, you know, there was, there was work being done uh, for, the, for the clubs of the county. And I enjoyed that and was glad to get, 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 uh, take part in it, you know. And then served the apprenticeship with the, uh, the Mosque Board. I did. I did it. I don't know how many years now with the Mosque Board, but... You know, I served, uh, I suppose, under uh, uh, two great men, three great men, really, um, uh, Frank McCarthy, the chairman, for many years, J.J. Long, his vice chairman, and Pat O'Man, even my own club in Niscara, who were long-serving um, officers of the Muscogee Board. And you, if you sit down and listen to those guys, you'd learn. And then the next step was into the county board and started off as PRO. No, I started actually as development officer. I followed... Uh, the great McDolan as development officer in, in the board in the early noughties and um, served my uh, apprenticeship probably in that role and went on then to become PRO and then vice chair and chair. And certainly, Bob, it's fair to say that if you are to ever write a book about your time as the uh, county board, as a county board officer, I suspect it would be a bestseller. Well, I'd say the first thing I'd need, and here's a very good barrister, it's uh, Michael Buslem. I don't think I'll ever be writing that book. I often thought about it now, especially when you get a bit cross about, about things, but uh, no, I think I have, enough to, I have enough to do without writing a book. Because it's fair to say, like, some of the things that went on and things that were completely outside of maybe your control, you couldn't make them up. Absolutely. There was some, some crazy things happened, especially around those, those uh, player strikes. There was the most... That was the most harrowing thing, you know, to be, to be kind of on the other side of the fence from players, you know, that we totally supported and worked for, and and we found ourselves in conflict. That was that was an awful time, and I think you know the, the GA hopefully learned from it. If anything came out of it, the whole country in the GA learned from it, and uh, I don't think that will ever happen again. Yeah, maybe I suppose in hindsight now, maybe things might have been done different or. Maybe the, the the reasons for the strike might have been uh, um, put aside, really, if things had been maybe done differently. Oh, I've no doubt. I've no doubt. I, 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 I think, to be fair, I think Croke Park now are a bit more, um, you know, tuned in and maybe, um, you know, can see these things coming rather than waiting for them to come. And the damage it did to the association was, was grave enough at the time now and it was a big concern. 
and hopefully everybody learned from it and we'll never go back to those days again. But I presume, Bob, for, like, for everyone involved in both sides, there was also a personal toll as well. What was a huge toll, the time and the effort. I, 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 when I was PRO here, uh, the phone would start ringing at the mor- in the morning at 7 o'clock because you had, you had um, the daily papers that time. You know, like the evening echo now, there was a very, very good friend of mine, a journalist, used to ring me every morning at 7 o'clock, the great John Horgan, as you, you, you know John well. And we used to start the morning with a bit of a joke, but then it got serious after about 30 seconds. But that didn't stop then until, until 11 o'clock at night, because you had all kinds of people looking for um, quotes and so on and so forth. So it was a harrowing time. I know certainly in putting together Cork Sports Sunday that you were part of the uh, part of the menu every Sunday. <laughs> I, uh, I'm afraid so. I'm afraid so. But you know, I, maybe I learned from it as well. I think I did definitely learn from it. You know, you must, you must, um, you must approach every problem, I suppose, with a view to resolving it. And I think that's that's what I learned anyway. And hopefully, people on the other side learned as well. And then, of course, further down the line, the next big item on the agenda was the redevelopment of Parky Creeve. Ah, yeah, absolutely. It was a, a major undertaking. Um, I was happened to be chairman, I suppose, of the board when, when it really took off, we, when we applied for planning and so on and so forth, and we had a harrowing time getting planning. We had oral hearings and so on with board Penala, but we, we, we got through the whole lot of it. And we got we we got the stadium built. I know it's been controversial, and I suppose I'm disappointed really with a lot of the commentary in and around the stadium. You know, I suppose, and I don't want to be overly critical now, but a lot of the people who knocked the stadium and you know knocked issues around the stadium, you know, should have known better in my opinion. Why did you get so much bad publicity? Well, I think there's an element of people out there, and I've discovered this in life, you know, generally, there's an element of people out there who will knock whatever you do anyway. Now, maybe I was a small bit uh, naive in, in some ways. I took on the job of chairman of the board and chairman of the steering committee for the stadium. A lot of the cute whores, as I call them, uh, maybe kept their head down and did nothing. But someone had to do it. I had no problem doing it. And I have certainly no regrets. Like I suppose the first elephant in the room became the the cost, uh, or, or what was the cost? Well, the cost now is ongoing. The finalisation of the cost is ongoing. But it's nothing near what was being speculated. I would, you know, I would, I would say that when, when the final count is, is, is done, and hopefully that will be sooner rather than later, these things do take time in a big project to bring final accounts to, to finalisation. But I think if 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 this the stadium is six or seven percent over the eighty five point the eighty six point five million that we reported to the executive of the board in in um, in September two thousand and sixteen, uh, I'd be very happy. And uh, you know, I, I I think that wouldn't be a a, a bad result. For, for Cork County Board. So, Bob, that would bring the figure up into the sort of mid-90s, which is the figure that's being uh, spoken about and, and Tom Ryan mentioned in his uh, Art Stewart-Horse report there for the for the Congress this year. That's right. It will be in the, between, in the low to low to mid-90s, depending on how some issues are straightened out. 
and I, I can't or won't go into the details of those issues, but a lot of people have speculated, and I think they like to see the dark side of things, you know. Again, I said I was disappointed with it, um, and uh, with the way people dealt with it, but what can I do? Only <laughs> we can only work on it and try and get it resolved. And I continue to work with with the stadium people in 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 getting this thing finalised. And I, I suppose I'd, I'll take this opportunity to pay tribute to one man, that's Michael O'Flynn of of Eirog. The the Michael is a, a a renowned businessman himself, but the time and effort he's put into to the stadium as a director of the stadium has been superb and the effort he's putting in is second to none did it take a bit and i'm sure the answer is yes it has taken a big toll and everyone that was really involved in it i certainly remember meeting you at the end of 2018 and you were certainly upset really because uh, peter mckenna had come out with figures that uh, that you suggested were well wide of the mark well i think it's it's well established now that that interview given to the Irish examiner by that gentleman was a very serious mistake, a very serious mistake. And I quote the words of Tom Ryan, the Arsenal of Rahor, when he, 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 he stated clearly last year that the interview was incorrect and premature. And uh, I think it has done enormous damage to the stadium. But again, I'm not going to, to dwell on it. It's... It was a mistake, and uh, it was a mistake in, in my opinion, and I didn't agree with it at the time, and it was the main reason why I left Parky Keys. I didn't agree with the handing over of the operation of the stadium to Croke Park. Um, I think Cork were well capable of managing it, and they should have should have held ahead, held ahead, and 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 uh, faced the faced the ball as they say, and 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 done the job, but they didn't. Yeah, a lot of people were surprised when, uh, when it was announced that you were you were leaving uh, from from your position as 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 the manager. Obviously, you were not happy with the way things were going. I was not happy at all. I, I certainly didn't agree with the handing over of the stadium to Crow Park, the operation of the stadium, and I, a very simple reason: you can't operate and run a stadium of the size of Parky Key remotely, and that's what was being attempted. And I think the stadium has been damaged by it. And uh, like, uh, hopefully, you know, it can in the coming uh, this year. No, it won't be very good for for any stadium. But I've no doubt that in time things will come right, and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be negative in any shape or form in relation to the future of Parky Keys. Would you do things if you were back again? Would you do things uh, any in any way different? Very little difference, really. We fought. I went in there. I didn't never intended going into Parky Keys. I went in there in. Um, I think it was the end of January 2017, because the project was was in trouble, I suppose, really, from you know a, an operational point of view, trying to get it over the line in time for Munster Championship matches um, in the summer of that year. But uh, I went in there to to walk there day by day, <laughs> every day of the week, really, from seven in the morning, and I walked with all the people involved there, and we walked very well, and we we got there. We were maybe, uh, I think, two weeks behind schedule, but we had very successful quarterfinals at the All-Ireland Holding Championship there, and um, the stadium was a great success. And yet, Bob, why why do you think, and I know I discussed this with you off-air, why, why do you think sometimes Bob Ryan is made the fall guy? Well, if you take on the job, Michael, if you take on the job, you're, you're, um, you're putting yourself up to be knocked down. 
as I said, the cute whores kept their head down. And a lot of the people out there now know who the cute whores were. And, uh, you know, I wasn't I wasn't concerned about my image or so on or so forth. I was only concerned to get the job done. And maybe to get the job done, people, you know, you do upset some people. But, again, I'm quite proud and happy with the stadium that we produced in Parky Keys. I think this is a superb job. And I, I, I'll go back to this. And Paddy Duffy, the Dinar Sturahor, was kept constantly briefed as to the situation around the stadium. The, the budget, the overruns, and so on and so forth. The scheduling. He was kept constantly briefed. And he continuously remarked that Parky Keys was excellent value for money. And if you met him today, he'd, he'd say exactly the same. But maybe some people that were criticising you would say that maybe if he had come out and maybe down at a local level uh, told people and spelt out exactly what was going on that maybe some of the negativity wouldn't have arisen. Well, possibly, possibly, but I, I, I don't think so. I think if you analyse the criticism, it's very easy to narrow it down, you know, um, and I, I, really, I really wouldn't be over over elaborating on that but i could easily narrow it down uh, to individuals who had their own agendas and why somebody in cork would be looking to knock a project uh, the size of parky keys into the cork project i do not know but that's that's the way some people are and you know it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss I really feel sorry for them at the end of the day anyway it's up and running it's a magnificent stadium and I'm sure it will stand the test of time I have no doubt at all Michael so, you know finally I'd love to see an event organised in Parky Keeve in 2020 2020 is a very historic year in, 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 in the history of, of the great city and county of Cork. Two of our Lord Mayors, uh, Tomás McCurtain and Terence McSweeney, lost their lives in, 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 you know, uh, in the quest for Irish freedom. And I think it would be superb to see Parky Keeve and Cumann Lutlas Gale putting on an event in Parky Keeve to commemorate their passing and, and the great contribution they made to the, to the history of Cork and, I suppose, to the fight for Irish freedom. So I'd love to see Parky Keys being being produced for one event in 2020 to commemorate those great men. 
And would you have anything in particular in mind? Because in all fairness to the Curran County Board, they had the commemorative uh, jerseys there for the, the, the hurling game and, and the football game a couple of weeks ago. And I, I commend the jerseys. I thought it was a superb idea. Great job done on the jerseys. But I think it deserves more. It deserves a special event. I don't know what the event would be. There's people out there who would be better qualified than me to, to produce an event for far to honour those those great men, but I think it should be done. And the GA is, is the organisation to do it.